I'm Taylor Squellia, and this is Girl, It Is Time to Thrive. Welcome back to another episode of Girl, It Is Time to Thrive. Today, I have Jen on the podcast, and I'm excited to have you on, Jen. I was on Jen and her husband, James's podcast a while back, and it's still to date one of my favorite episodes because you guys were so easy (laughs) to talk to. I had so much fun. So I know that we're going to have fun in this episode, but we do have We have some really great topics for you because we honestly couldn't decide what to talk about. So we are going to cram as much as we possibly can into this episode for you guys. And then of course you will be able to follow Jen and like reach out to her and ask any more questions. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Jen? Amazing. Yes. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. That episode two that we did together on the podcast was so much fun. It was one of our first interview episodes. It might've even been our first interview episode. I can't remember, but yeah, it was so, so fun to chat. So for sure, this episode will be just as fun and talking about (laughs) all the things that, that light us up. So anyways, I'm Jen. I am a yoga coach. Uh, Wellness for women is basically my focus. So I work um, primarily with millennial women on their self-care practice. So helping them establish, you know, an an at-home yoga routine, helping them really connect to their mind, to their body, to their soul. And, you know, that's, like we need that. I feel like that, that kind of, you know, inner connection people are craving. So mm-hmm. it's been really wonderful to work, work with the women in that space. And I'm a former educator. So a lot of what I do is teach and guide because once a teacher, always a teacher. And I live in Italy, which is how Taylor and I connected over Italian food. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're not you're like, and I live in Italy. Generally. <laughs> lives in Italy guys is that not so freaking cool and she eats pasta like every week like real Italian pasta and pizza multiple times a week oh I'm so (laughs) jealous so this is a side note can you just tell us a little bit about Italy right now (laughs) because I'm craving I'm craving Italy conversation totally so we're recording this it's like the end of September and I would say as far as like visiting Italy, if you are planning a trip, September is like one of the best months to mm. come to Italy because the summer crowds start to go away. But like we were just on the beach um, this week and it was empty. It was like just us. It was sunny and breezy and beautiful. So I would Perfect. say September is like ideal, ideal yes. time. Oh, sounds amazing. All right. So we'll jump in. Well, I won't do the Italy talk for everybody, but you should follow her and get all the Italy content because the beaches, everything is so beautiful there. But when it comes to mindfulness is what I want to hop in with you, because that is something Mm -hmm. that is really important when it comes to connecting with your clients. And I think, like you said, we're craving it. We are craving that connection with ourselves, that connection of, you know, boundaries and just self-care and love self-love and all of that stuff so it really comes from if you want to make that change in your personal life I think mindfulness is really what has to happen one of the first steps so when it comes to mindfulness because many people might think mindfulness is very black and white Mm -hmm. for example I'm going to go for a walk and I'm just going to have quiet time that is great mindfulness but there's so much more that we can do that's deeper than that. And that's what I want to start with today. So how do you think people can be more mindful, not just business owners, but just like we'll Mm -hmm. stick with like women, women in general, be more mindful in their everyday life. 
So, you know, when we think about mindfulness, right, and like mindfulness, just so we're all on the same page, like a, a very simple definition would be like being present in the moment, being present with how you're feeling, being present with your, you know, your emotions, your, your senses. And oftentimes we approach that by a band-aid. And I've seen that a lot with self-care where you know, we, we almost attack self-care from a very masculine energy, a very, very much like a to-do list. It's another to-do list. So it's like, oh, I'm going to go on a mindful walk. Like, like you said, that example, but then we go right back into whatever it was that we're doing. So it's almost like we're adding these things into our day when really we need to get to the root cause of why are we feeling so distracted or what are we distracting ourselves with and how can we really come back to the present moment? And that's a lot of the work that I do with my clients is that intentionality throughout the entire day. So not just with your, you know, self-care practice and your wellness rituals, but when you're at work, when you're setting boundaries, how can we move through that from a place of deep intentionality, deep self-awareness and really, really coming into true mindfulness? Oh, I love that answer. And one of the things you said was masculine. So masculine is that to-do list. And if you're, someone is listening to this, can you, can you talk about masculine and feminine energy and how it plays a role in mindfulness? Totally. So, you know, everyone, and this is not gender related, everyone has masculine and feminine energy Mm -hmm. flowing through them. And masculine energy is more of the, and neither one is like right or wrong. Okay. So like, it's just two, two different approaches. And the goal is to, to find harmony between them. So masculine energy is very much action, logistics, list taking, goal oriented, uh, direct, whereas feminine energy is more flow. It's more listening to your intuition. It's more um, spontaneity and finding the harmony between both is key. And I, I think a lot of, a lot of women and a lot of business owners, we often get into the masculine energy of do, 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 and tapping into that feminine energy of receiving, especially again, when we think about mindfulness it, it comes back to how can we really connect into our intuition and ask ourselves, like, what do I need right now? Like, do I, do I need the walk? Do I need to just take a moment and sit here in, in silence? Do I need to go get like a pretty aggressive strength training session? And it comes back to that. Like, what, what do I need? What, am I, where am I leaning? Am I leaning too far into the masculine and leaning too far into the feminine? And how can I really strike a balance between them? That's a really good definition. And I love that you said it's gender neutral because I think a lot of people hear masculine and feminine energy mm-hmm. and they get really confused because of that. And it, and it's like you said, it's not gender neutral mm-hmm. and it really is just the way that we, we operate and having harmony between the two is it is life-changing when you finally get there. I am a math, I have a masculine energy and I used to, I've heard that and I was like, I don't know what that means, but okay. And I think as I've learned more about feminine energy, it's a, it's fascinating. It It, is, it is. Mm -hmm. 
it's just like, what can be done when you tap into that feminine energy that is deep within so much can happen. So can you just like, I know you kind of just talked about it, but can you really talk about feminine and energy and why you're, this is opinion question, but why do you believe Mm -hmm. women struggle to embrace it? Totally. So another way that, you know, we could think about it is like effort and ease. Mm -hmm. And that, that comes up often on the yoga mat. Like when you are moving, if, if you're familiar with, with yoga or even strength training, like you have to learn when to lean into effort and kind of, you know, push yourself a little bit and when to pull back and ease out of a pose or, you know, really again, like it's the transitions as well. And I think for, for women, we struggle often with this feminine energy because we are in a culture that values hustle. We Mm -hmm. are in a culture that values, you know, that masculine energy of productivity and action and doing and achieving. And that up, you know, I I think it's changing with, with more awareness, but up until this point, those have been the indicators of success. How busy are you? And so as women, that's what we have been working with. (laughs) So pulling back into, you know, rest, pulling into ease, pulling into flow, pulling into receptivity, that is where we can start to make that shift so that we do have harmony between the two. And how do you think, like I said, this is all, this is all Jen's opinion. That I'm asking her it's <laughs> how, how do you think people can really start to find balance and to find harmony if they're just learning about all of this right now, what would you suggest? So first I would say a big shift is, is honestly too like really identifying the difference between balance and harmony. And I'll put this out there just with a statement that I often hear, which is like, oh, I need more balance in my life or I need more work-life balance, right? And oftentimes that work-life is that masculine feminine energy. But when we think of balance and the, the definition of balance and having like two sides of a scale being equal, where harmony allows for there to be more flow where harmony is the two sides. So again, coming back to like work and life, interacting together, right? Where sometimes we need to be more in the work. Sometimes we need to be more in life and it releases some of that pressure to have perfect balance. Mm -hmm. So I would say if you're, you know, new to this, or this is something that you're hearing for the first time, really kind of giving yourself a permission slip, because I think that's where most people start to explore these concepts is when they start by, by realizing I need work-life balance. So even giving yourself a permission slip and saying, well, how can I create work-life harmony? How can I create more harmony in my day and allowing myself to be a little bit more, I don't want to say go with the flow because it sounds like we're just throwing it all (laughs) like out the window, but how can I allow myself to, to surrender a little bit more to the day and to how I'm feeling and to what's happening, I think that is a gateway into creating, you know, some more mindful, healthier habits. So helpful. That is a really good answer. And I think you, like you said, if you're struggling with that quote unquote, like I want more balance in my life, Mm -hmm. that is a really good first question to ask yourself, because like you said, it's got, it's getting better over the years. And 
I actually think that we can thank like the TikTokers and the Gen Zs. Totally, totally. Because they're like, fuck this. We're not doing this. (laughs) I was just sitting down to write an Instagram post about this because I I got on TikTok for the first time this summer. I'm a millennial, like 100%. (laughs) And when I first got on TikTok, it felt like the Wild West. (laughs) Because I'm like, what? It, like, it was anything goes. And it took me a little bit to get the rhythm. But Instagram is so curated. It's so, uh, it's like the aesthetic. You do it yes. for like the the aesthetic. Yeah. And I would say being on TikTok, I like did, I put myself through like a TikTok entrepreneur challenge of like three TikToks a day for, for 30 days. And like, I, it literally just, there was a point where I'm like, I'm laying on my bed. I have no makeup on. I'm like, you know, gym clothes are on. And I was recording a video and it went like, I don't want to say viral, but viral for my standards. <laughs> and like, that just goes to show like when you can just kind of like pull back a little of that, that do, 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 and just kind of like go with it. Mm-hmm. You like, that's where the magic happens when you can just like tap into that flow. Yeah. And it, it goes to show like what, how you, like oh my gosh if I can talk it goes to show with what you started with that people want more of this they're craving this they're craving more mindfulness they're craving more uh you know tapping into their inner self they're craving realness and I think that is like you said the wild wild west of TikTok because I go on there (laughs) and I'm like you look like a hot mess but like you look so real and I want to follow you all of a sudden like it's like it's like a mind fuck sometimes but like the Gen Zers of the world are like kind of, you know, there's good and bad of every generation, but like that is something that they're doing. There's, they're having this conversation. They're having these uncomfortable conversations that even us millennials, where we're tapping into them. Cause we're like, yeah, mm-hmm. we want more of this yeah, but before absolutely. us, people weren't having these conversations. So this is a mm-hmm. whole new realm. So more women listen to this podcast than men. So how can women tap into being more mindful, balancing their masculine and feminine energy to create healthier habits, because we need not just balance, not just a self-care routine, but I think, okay, this is a side note. As I've turned 30, it is harder and harder to get a healthier, not just like physique, but like total like body, mind, soul thing. Because when I was 25, I'd go for a run and I literally would like lose weight. But now that that's important, (laughs) but I, as I've turned 30, I'm like, well, I need to create healthier habits because I can't eat what I was eating at 25. Like, I think like a month and a half ago, I was like, did I eat a vegetable today? Girl, I hear you. I'm I'm 33 and I went for a run, which normally would be like, not a big deal. And I felt like I was done for the rest of the day, like tapped out. (laughs) all right, this is it. I need to save my runs for right before bedtime, I guess, because otherwise productivity level zero. It's so true. And as we get older, those healthier habits are more and more important. So how can women really start creating healthier habits through yoga and mindfulness and just everything? What, what do you think? So I would say a really simple way to start with this, and this is just for like women in general, whenever you're making a decision, and this can be a practice that you could start just this week. So when you are making a decision to check in with your body, and that allows you to connect to your intuition. 
which is where that mindfulness piece comes from. Because we've gotten so used to that go, 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 do, do, do that we make decisions without checking in with ourselves, and our body will talk to us. So, you know, that feeling like when you feel like butterflies or when your stomach turns or, you know, the goosebumps happen, like listening to those cues and it might not, it might not be a physical sensation like that. It could be something, um, like you feel warm or cold or, or like it's just kind of off, but Mm. pausing before you make a decision and just checking in, like, how does this feel right now? And that could even be like, you get an invitation to go to drinks. And so often we're people pleasers and we're like, yep, I'll go, I'll be there because we don't want someone to be mad at us if we say no. Right. Like that is classic people pleasing behaviors. Mm -hmm. So just stopping to check in and be like, do I, do I really want to do this? And then if it's like a yes, go for it. And if it's like, eh, I'm not sure, then say no. And just learn to like really accept and trust the decision that your body is telling you. And this helps to build that relationship to your intuition. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's good. I like that because you're right. So many of us are people pleasers. Even when you're up in recovery, like I am, yes. it's still hard to say no. Uh, you know, I have a friend and I'm so excited to talk with her. But I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know when I'm going to fit this into my day. And I'm like, why did I do this? Why didn't I pick a different day? But, you know, we get into that pattern of, like you said, people pleasing. And that question, that's very, very simple question of how do I feel right now? And and that even is like, if you have to take a minute to pause, or if you have to be like, I don't know, let me get back to you. If it's like in person and you're feeling pressured, mm-hmm. that's totally fine to just be like, I don't know, I'll get back to you. And then like, take the time to just check in and just try that for a week and see, see how that feels. And sometimes you might know right away, like this is a full body. Yes. Like I feel this in my gut right away. Yes. I'm doing it, whatever it is. Like, and it could even come down to what, what you're choosing to wear in the morning. Like, I'm sure we've all been through where we like rip out our entire closet, trying to like find something to put, <laughs> to put on, just mm-hmm. like pick something and trust your decision and then just go on with your day and like, let the thought just like the, the indecision dissipate. I like how you just said, trust your decision, because I think a lot of women, specifically women struggle with really wholeheartedly trusting themselves. Mm. And, and that kind of taps into to like when you're when you're going through your week, asking yourself like how can I honor both my masculine and feminine energy? So that feminine energy, you could honor that during your week by trusting your decisions. Maybe you can honor your masculine energy by making, you know, some really great lists that allow that feminine energy to flow with more ease. So that would be another thing to do is like, just check in with yourself. Are you honoring both the masculine and feminine energy throughout your week? So, so good. And since you have, you know, most of your clients also do yoga, how does Mm -hmm. yoga play into all of this? Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So the with yoga, what, what I have found in my own experience and with the experience of my clients is that your mat is a mirror. Your yoga mat is a mirror for your life. So when you are on the yoga mat, you can practice trusting your decision in the sense like, okay, do I want to do another, um, you know, vinyasa or do I want to take child's pose? And then practice on the yoga mat with your body 
and then take it off of the mat into your day. Or like I said earlier in the episode, like playing with effort and ease, like when you step on your mat, what is your mat telling you? Like, you know, what's showing up for you there? Because if it's coming through on your yoga mat, that means it's reflecting somewhere else in your life. And it's hard to hide from that, (laughs) especially when you keep, and I think that's why so many people come back to yoga so much is because you know, they, they start to learn about themselves on the mat and they see the effect that has on every other part of their life. So powerful. And I do not practice yoga. So like, this is a, this is like two things I should, I know I should. <laughs> I always see your stuff. And I'm like, God, Jen, you're convicting you me a right yoga now. Sequence. <laughs> Please I will do. send you one that you can practice that will like, um, totally like accentuate with and go along with your, with your training, with your gym training. Oh, I would love that. Cause I, I always want to, but I think like you said, it's a reflection of your mat. So my issue, and I think this is probably good because there's someone else out there. That's probably like, yep. Me too. Is I'm like, I don't have time for this, but it's like, you do, mm-hmm. you do mm-hmm. have time for this. It's about wanting to sit with yourself and I have come a long way. I always try to find time to sit with myself, but if you could sit with yourself and move your body and just do the yoga practices, because you're not creating something brand new. This has been around for hundreds of hundreds of years for a reason. Mm -hmm. And like you said, so many people come back to it because it works because I love how you said it. It's when you stand on top of your mat, it's a reflection. Absolutely. And it's like what you said with the time, like I hear that a lot too. Like I, I need to, you know, find time. I need to find time. And this is something James says all the time. He's like, you don't find time, you make time. Mm -hmm. Like you make the time for what it is that you want to do. And you know, the, the, the physical practice of yoga where you're moving, it moves that energy and that stagnant energy through it. So you can process what's coming up for you. But sometimes your yoga practice looks like sitting with yourself. Sometimes your yoga practice looks like being present with your family at dinner and not watching Netflix or not being on your phone. Hmm. And like, sometimes your yoga practice is, you know, it is pausing in the morning to journal for a few minutes. So it can show up to a lot of different ways in your life, which I think is, you know, like a really beautiful thing and a really powerful thing about yoga. Yeah, that that is very, it sounds cliche, but it's, it's beautiful when you really think about it. It's like so true. It's not just like powerful. It's not just cool. Like there's a lot of beauty and like love that goes into that. And I will say like, all of the people in my world who do yoga and like they do like the true practice of it. It's not just like a workout for them. They have just obviously I don't know what's in their head, but just looking at them like and talking with them, there's such a, like you said, harmony and there's a balance and they're, they're very mindful of themselves and they nourish their body. Usually people who do yoga are nourishing their body better because Mm -hmm. they're more in tune with their body and they want to honor their body. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah. And I just got goosebumps when you said that. So like there, it, it, there it is like my, (laughs) you know, body response to that, because like that, I, I think when people are showing up for themselves, on their yoga mat, like you said, it often extends off of the mat. 
So it's a way to then move through the rest of your day with the lessons that you learn when you're on the mat. And I, I would say one of the biggest lessons that I have learned from my yoga mat is every day that I show up is different. Mm-hmm. So some days I can show up and I can get into a full back bend. Other days, the, the very next day, that might not be happening at all. I may like straight up be in child's pose and like never even get into standing or, or, or more difficult postures. And that when you do that over and over and over, like day in and day out, and you learn that every time you show up is different, you are able to surrender to what is life. You're able to detach and not detach from like an, I don't care, Mm -hmm. but detach from a, I know that I don't have control over certain scenarios or certain events or other people. And the only thing I have control over is myself and how I choose to show up. And I think that the, when people are more stressed out or, or feeling burnout or out of touch, it's because they're in some way trying to control something that they don't have control over. So, and when you can release that, that's where that harmony and that kind of like Zen vibes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's when you can tap into that. Such a good thing to know because every, all the masculine feminine trainings I've done, it's truly to hit that balance is with release. You need to have Mm -hmm. a release of something. You need to release control. I can only balance out my masculine energy when I stop trying to control with my to-do list and my action. Like it's like that, you know, it's kind of like a side note, but it, it ties in. Like when people are like, you don't need, you can work less hours and make more money. Like you Mm. can actually release the thought process Mm -hmm. of I need to do, 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 do to make money, to be successful, to be a better wife, to be a better mom. You can actually, once you release that thought process and you let go and you kind of like just let it happen and let go of control, that's really where you get the harmony, right? Absolutely. I, I like to think about it from a place of, like approaching situations from a place of neutrality. Because when we think about, you know, like the to-do list and the things that we have to control, or, you know, you're on your way to, you know, take the kids X, Y, Z, when you, when you gave the mom example, like soccer practice, this, that, whatever. And then you hit traffic and then you're angry and you're frustrated and then you're stressed because now you're going to be late and you have to get to your to-do list. And there's all these things to be done. When, if you could just approach that traffic, be like, okay, this is out of my control. The the traffic itself is neither good nor bad. It's just traffic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I am assigning traffic, a negative emotion, a negative feeling. And now that energy is coming out through me. So if I can just allow, like accept that traffic is here, it's neither good nor bad. It just is what it is. Essentially it, it, again, it releases some of that pressure that it's all on you. Cause it's not all on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a really good way to look at it. Like staying neutral because things that happen to us, like you said, they're neither good nor, I mean, there are obviously some things that are truly mm-hmm. bad and there are some things that are truly great but you can look at it like traffic or you can even look at like promotions. 
are they're mm-hmm. good because they might have some good aspects but they could come with a ton more responsibility and it's like you know what I mean so like everything most things not everything but most things can be looked at either good nor bad depending on how we view them exactly it's your your the way that you think about it is what creates the feeling that you have mm, so true and so when it comes to like you know, there are, like I said, mostly women, a lot of entrepreneurs listening to this. Entrepreneurs, in my opinion, struggle with masculine energy to the freaking mm-hmm. max. Mm-hmm. And, and no shame. And I, I truly say this with, with like no shame to anyone because I've done it too myself, is that the minute you get into entrepreneurship, you, I've heard the stories of you're gaining weight that I haven't eaten a vegetable in a day. Like when did, like, did I even eat a real meal today? Did I exercise today? Oh, I only got a thousand steps today. Like those examples, like no shame. Those have all been me. Um, so if you're listening to this, I'm not shaming you, but that is the tendencies of what we fall into. So how can we take everything that you've been teaching us today as an entrepreneur and create some, a healthier lifestyle and balancing you know, that harmony that you keep talking about. Totally. I would say, you know, you have to serve yourself first. Mm -hmm. You have to be your own best client. So, you know, I think about, and this is, you know, more for, for service-based entrepreneurs, but also if you're a product-based entrepreneur, that your clients, your customers, they deserve you at your best. So it's truly that like, you have to put your oxygen mask on first (laughs) cliche, but it's so, so true. Mm -hmm. And the way that I, and I know that's easier said than done. So the way that I have approached that is I have like my own non-negotiable list where it's like what the first thing that I do every day is I take care of myself before I move on with my to-do list. So like all my non-negotiable lists, like I'm first, I am number one. And that is my workout, that's my meditation, and that is my morning practice. And I don't move on to the second thing on my list until I do the first thing. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is taking care of clients. So checking in with clients, how are they doing? And then moving into my to-do list, yeah. whatever that looks like for the day. So really just stopping and checking in with yourself and like, what does your non-negotiable list look like for you? And where do you fall on that list? And if you are not the the priority, if you, I mean, you are the heart, you are the soul. I, I don't, I don't believe in plugging in and out of your business because I believe that your business is part of who you are. And, you know, your business is also an opportunity to heal things that come up because your business is like your yoga mat, right? Like it reflects back on you, mm-hmm. you know, things that you need to work through. And I, I personally have tried like plugging in, plugging out, plugging in, plugging out. And that was more exhausting to me than just allowing the business to be part of who I am. So that if I have an idea come to me when it's 9 PM at night on a Saturday, I'm not going to let that shut me down because, oh God, I shouldn't be thinking about it. I'm on off time. Instead, it's like, no, that's like who I am. I'm going to jot the idea down and then come to it. But again, 
I'm always my first priority because that allows for me to have the ideas to serve my clients and to do all of the other things that my business requires. Yeah. And then they always say like, you can't, you can't serve from an empty cup. Like if you are a morning person and you want to have your morning routine, because that's going to prepare you for the day. Like, like you said, the non-negotiables, such Mm -hmm. a good thing. I, you're listening to this, like you need to write down what is your non-negotiables for you, not for your business, Mm -hmm. not for your kids, not for your partner, for you, because once you get clear on that, then you start, or like we said earlier, you, as James says, you make time mm-hmm. you, when exactly. you have a non-negotiable list for me, it is getting my walks in. It is moving my body in the morning. It is, you know, X, Y, and Z. Once you have that non-negotiable list, it's so much easier to start creating healthier habits because you're like, well, this is non-negotiable. I want to do it for me. Exactly. It's it's like not a decision. It's not like, uh, am I going to do it? Am I not going to do it? It's like, no, I do not do my to-do list until I've done this. Mm -hmm. This non-negotiable list comes first. And then on the off chance, like that I would not get a workout in because maybe I'm doing like a class in the evening or something like that. My days are not the same. Mm-hmm. I'm so much more productive when I can pour into myself first thing in the morning. It it changes the entire energy for the day. It really does. There have been mornings when I'm like, you know what? I truly do need an extra 45 minutes of sleep, but I'm going to go for a walk. And even if it's a mm-hmm. 20 minute walk, because it's still non-negotiable. I told myself I'm going to move my body, but the days that I sleep in and I'm like, oh, now I have to go to work. Oh, that like kind of how you said the traffic thing is neither good nor bad. Well, now my morning is like, oh, I have mm-hmm. to do this and I have to do that. <laughs> and it's just, you're, you you start to get a different mindset because like we've been talking about this whole episode, mindfulness, when you have totally. a non-negotiable list, like you just said, then you are able to say, I'm committing to this because it makes me feel better. That's going to play into your mindfulness. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to be more aware then too, of like when you're feeling good, because you're going to start feeling good more than not. So like when you are on like a really good track of feeling good, and then you stop feeling good, you're going to catch that. And you're going to be able to check in with yourself. And and, because you have a new baseline. Because otherwise your, your baseline, if you're not doing, if you're like you said, if you're like not eating the vegetables or you're not going for walks or you're not doing the things that make you feel good, your, your expectations for yourself are low Mm -hmm. and not feeling good becomes the norm. Yeah. But it feels good to feel good. Mm -hmm. So uh, also keeping that in mind, like it feels good when you feel good. Yeah. So true. So good. This has been so helpful. I hope everyone else has found this as helpful as I have, because it's such a, you know, everyone, I think always said, like, we want to be more mindful. We want to build healthier habits. And you really broke it down into such a simple way where it's just honoring yourself. It's having, feeling neutral about some things that we normally wouldn't feel neutral about It is creating our non-negotiables. So, so many good tips have been, have come from this episode. So thank you. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been great to talk about this. I could talk about it for hours. (laughs) (laughs) You are very welcome. You're more than welcome to come anytime onto the show. (laughs) But before you go, I just want to make sure that people can find you, you know, if they're listening to this and they're like, yeah, I need to tap into this. How can they work with you? Give us all the details. Definitely. So you can find me on Instagram, also on TikTok, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's start with Instagram. So I'm at Jen O Street on Instagram and I have a one-on-one yoga mentorship where I work with women to build an at-home yoga practice where they can feel empowered to really experience their life on and off the mat. So I guide women to really create the foundations of a yoga practice, of a meditation practice, of a mindfulness practice. And we work together in that program for six months. And then I have a couple of other fun new things coming up. I often do um, Instagram lives. I'm on my stories, lots and lots of value over on Instagram. So I would say start. That's a great place to start, to start there. Awesome. And I'll tag um, everything below into the show notes so people can just find you easier, but yeah, Amazing. go give Jen a follow. You're going to learn so much about yoga, mindfulness, everything that she said, she's in Italy. You're going to see some, like, you're going to be inspired to travel. <laughs> oh, and what is your podcast called? I know what it's called, but I just want you to say, cause it makes me yeah. smile every time. So I, we do have a podcast. My husband and I, James is um, a fitness coach. I'm a yoga coach. So we balance each other in that way, but we run a podcast together called pasta physique. Of course. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I remember like the day before I went on your thing, I was like, uh, or no, the day that I was going on to your show, I was downstairs in my basement before I had like where I podcast now and upstairs was sauce cooking and I was like this is so fitting I'm literally making this like, is on brand <laughs> this is on brand I'm making so much sauce while I'm on a podcast called pasta physique very on brand well thank you again for being here I am so so honored that you came on and took the time out of your day especially because we have such a time difference it was so so, so wonderful to be here and to connect and to chat with you. So thank you. Thank you so much to your listeners too, for, for tuning in. And yeah, it was great. Thank you. You're welcome. I love Jen so much. And I hope that you guys have too, because oh, she's just a breath of fresh air. She knows her stuff. She's a phenomenal teacher for her clients. Her content on social media is so educational. Her teacher background really, really helps with that. But also her heart's desire is so clear on what she's trying to achieve. And that is really helping women becoming more mindful, really just falling back in love with themselves, really letting go of that hustle culture as well. And I think that's just something to admire. So go give Jen a follow, find her on Instagram. She is a breath of fresh air, like I said, and you're going to find so much valuable content on her page. So give her a follow. Everything is linked below. And I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Please rate it five stars, leave a review, all of the things. And as always, be kind to somebody, eat some really good food and pat yourselves on the back. This is your time to thrive. And that starts within.